Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is People Every Day. Coming up, the real reason behind Prince William and Prince Harry's big beef revealed just ahead of their upcoming reunion for what would have been Princess Diana's 60th birthday. Plus, Chrissy Teigen and designer Michael Costello's Twitter war, what was revealed during the Kardashians' reunion, and actor Theo Rossi on zombies and veganism. It's June 21st. Hello and welcome back to People Every Day this Monday. I'm host Janine Rubenstein and I hope you all enjoyed the weekend, the long weekend for many of us who got Friday off in celebration of Juneteenth and also got to celebrate Father's Day yesterday. We're going to get into some celeb Dad's Day news in a second, but have to send a happy birthday out to my producer, Julia. We're all celebrating her over here today and Julia, you better not edit this out. I'm serious. (laughs) Later in the show, I chat with actor Theo Rossi, who's starring in Netflix's zombie thriller, Army of the Dead. But he's also a proud vegan. And being that it's hashtag Meatless Monday, stick around to hear about that. Okay, it's time for top stories. And there have been so many major headlines flying that I am excited to get into. Thankfully, People.com managing editor Charlotte Triggs and West Coast senior entertainment editor Melody Chu are here to help me go through it all. Hi, guys. Hi, Janine. Janine, how's it going? Okay, so let's start with Father's Day news moments. Of course, Nick Cannon had a very busy one, given he just welcomed twins with model Abby De La Rosa on June 14th. Uh, Charlotte, we talked about this last week, of course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got lots of new babies around, not to mention the older ones. Yeah, yeah the twins Zion and Zillionaire came just a few months after his daughter, Powerful Queen, with Brittany Bell, was born this past December. And on Father's Day, we got some confirmation about his next new arrival. So tell us about that, Charlotte. Yeah, we've been wondering about this, you know, for a while now. And we finally know for sure that, um, yes, he is having another baby. This will be the fourth in the calendar year of 2021. Um, But yeah, so it's like Alyssa Scott, who we had suspected, we all kind of suspected this because she had posted things about her pregnancy and people had said, congratulations to you and Nick. And she had like answered them in the affirmative, seemingly acknowledging it. She posted a Father's Day message honoring him and saying, celebrating you today. Um, And he posed for the photo with her. So it's (laughs) You know, there we go. Now we there we have it. It's um it's all happening. <laughs> all right. So this will be his fourth baby in the calendar year. Yeah, yeah. He had a baby in December, twins last week, and another baby. She looks okay. quite pregnant. So another baby coming this summer with three different women. So, you know, that's definitely not uh your average. I, I don't know. It's, I, he's I, batting above average. Remember? I think. I think it's the. I think it's the photo shoots that are getting everyone. They're like, you literally made the time. Like he is. Yeah. I'm talking about. He's there for these women because he has made the time to do maternity shoots. He is there at their bedside when the babies arrive. Like. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't usually ask men, like, you know, how do you do it all? But 
Right, <laughs> right. In this he case, would be one yes. that would. <laughs> right, okay, I love let, it. Let, I let's love shift, let's shift over to uh, to Kevin Hart, uh, who is another dad who is making news or made news this weekend. So, Mel, what can you tell me about him on Red Table Talk? I wasn't expecting this. Well, the juiciest thing is that he talked about the cheating scandal um, a few years ago. And I mm. think the most um, emotional part was probably his daughter, Heaven, who's 17 now. Um, he says that she was the toughest yeah. on him about the whole situation. My talk with Heaven. Yeah. God damn. Mm-hmm. God damn. That was one like no other. Yeah. Getting my daughter back, getting my daughter to understand that I was sorry that I made a mistake that was real mm-hmm. to understand like I'm still dead ah just women holding you know him accountable but his his daughter like that you just really hear it there what's so interesting is that it's I actually thought what Will Smith said back to that was really fascinating where he said that he and Jada I mean obviously they went through quite a lot and now that they've been on the show they've really been quite open about it but um you know that they would try to get ahead of things once their kids were old enough to understand what they were reading in the news and to read stuff about their parents that would be like unfavorable or like creepy or sketchy they decided to just be extremely honest to the point that a lot of people would probably be really uncomfortable with like but telling their children what's happening wow. and like just confessing it up front before it were to like in the news, you know what I mean? Like, and they would read about it, that it would be better to have that transparent conversation. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, siblings having honest conversations. Um, the Royals, they have made a lot of news this weekend and it's being dubbed the battle of the brothers. We are hearing so much more about Harry and William's split and what was behind it. So, uh, Charlotte, back to you. Take me through just the key moments, the key details of what's coming out about that rift between them. Yeah, so this is a book excerpt that appeared in the British papers over the weekend from this book, Battle of the Brothers. And I think the book itself is already out, but there's a paperback version now that has more information and some more detail. And this all goes back to like when their households split. Because you recall, William and Harry and their wives were part of the same, they kind of had the same like back end business people handling mm-hmm. things. They had the same publicists. They had the same, you know, like it was all the same team. Yeah. And at some point in 2018, they split that up. And it was the beginning of a signal that something was going on. And then very shortly after that, we started, you know, all these stories started leaking. So it all boils down to um, the alleged Megan bullying um, situation, which earlier in the year, she said that this was a smear campaign and that it's really sad that people would be kind of coming out and trying to paint her as a a villainous character when that goes so counter to who she feels that she is. But then um, in this particular, the detail that's in this this new excerpt is that um, apparently upon learning that she had allegedly bullied some assistants. William was enraged and decided to actually throw them out. Allegedly, Kate had indicated to William that she was, quote unquote, wary of Megan. Mm. Um, And, you know, this is, it's not exactly sourced, of course. We don't have somebody signing their name to this allegation to know, like, where this came from and under what context was this said. But it's all, you know, obviously very inflammatory. This is the scandal that won't die down because all these little dribs and drabs keep coming out and painting a really negative picture of of the whole bunch. I know. You know and I mean? then we have all, I mean, well, one, let's note, there's all these different milestones that are happening. It's, it's, it's Prince William's 39th birthday today. Uh, but also we know that, you know, they are about to, 
reunite in a week, you know, to honor Princess Diana, their mom. So uh, are they even on speaking terms? Is this just digging up old stuff and they've since like smooth things over or like what do we know about how this is kind of throwing a wrench in everything that's to come she would have been 60 yeah it's really i mean to say that this is awkward obviously doesn't even begin to scratch the surface it's like of course we did see william and harry talking at prince philip's funeral services um but that was all highly orchestrated to keep them largely apart you know they were walking in like opposite corners of the group Mm -hmm. and like you know there was a lot of effort that went into um, trying to just minimize the the clashing and the potential for awkwardness. So yeah, so they're going to be coming together. I mean, we know that Megan's not going to be there. So that, you know, she's got a new baby that yeah. she's caring for, obviously. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense for her to go. But also it's easier for, you know, Harry to just slip in, kind of participate in a, you know, kind of quick role and then slip right out. Oh my gosh. All right, well, let's shift over to this other pretty dramatic story that's playing out online involving Chrissy Teigen, someone who has been all over the news. She made that big apology statement um, that she, you know, posted on the medium, I think it was, where she just kind of atoned for a lot of her uh, quote-unquote bullying that she did in the past on Twitter. She's known as a clapback queen, and she said, you know, I was dead wrong. I was a troll, she called herself. Um, But it's taken on a whole new angle now with Michael Costello. So Mel, how is Michael Costello, the designer who I I remember designed um, Beyonce, I think it was one of the first really big names. How has he gotten caught up in all of this? It's so messy. So, so messy. It's so messy. Um, But basically, so yeah, like you said, Chrissy, apologize. um, And and I think Charlotte and I have actually talked about this. A lot of people have apologized a lot less for doing a lot more. But she, you know, has now written one very long um, piece, owning everything, apologizing to Courtney Sodden, who um, accused her of bullying her back in the day. Then Michael Costello comes out of you know, sort of on the same day, maybe within an hour, uh, it was that quick and said he just can't stand by and not speak his truth and see um, Chrissy apologize. But um, he was very much bullied by her allegedly back in the day and she sent him DMs. And then it just really snowballed from there. Leona Lewis got involved. She called him out. Um, oh saying, my gosh. You know, calling the kettle black and you know, shared her story and then John Legend got involved and said, these are fake DMs. Uh, and then Chrissy, of course, clapped back in her way um, with, I, I think she was kind of trolling him a little because he, through his rep, kept releasing statements that were like a statement on behalf of Michael Costello. So then she released one of her own on her Instagram mm. saying statement on behalf of Chrissy Teigen. And it was basically saying, you know, you're full of it. Um, I don't know why you're doing this. And yeah, he just kind of dug in and doubled down and then tripled down. And then now he's deleted all of the screenshots or supposed screenshots. Yeah, and it got and it got mm-hmm. deep. She said, enough or this will go further, not here, but in an actual court of law. So dang, she's like, I mean, threatening defina- defamation or libel. Somebody saying that they're actually going to go to court is when you know that it's getting real. And it's also, to me, it's an indicator that the stuff that she's accused of several years ago might not have been all that real because she was accused of, you know, allegedly defaming him and conspiring to like ruin his career. Those are the kinds of things people do take to court. Well, I think people are sort of like, you're, you're bullying him now. Why are you, you know, but I think she has every right to defend herself. I mean, he's yeah. saying that she threatened his career and conspired with her style 
stylist who she didn't even begin working with until two years later that then he claimed, you know, that they were, they've been working against him or whatever. I don't know. It, oh it's very, goodness. very weird. And the screenshots were kind of odd. Um, and I think fans started noticing like inconsistencies in the screenshots he posted versus what Instagram should have looked like in 2014, which is when he said that. Well, somebody was an amazing expert there where they like knew exactly which like, you know, logo was which year when she changed her screenshots. I mean, they, they were really able to poke like 10 holes in the things that he showed and, and the inconsistencies are all there for the taking. I mean, it's like they changed the color of the Instagram logo in 2017. And this is the like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Let's get into the last top story, keeping up with the Kardashians reunion. It was this weekend. Um, quickly, what were the biggest takeaways? Wait, I'll, let's start with you, Mel. What was your your favorite takeaway from uh, the big reunion? We had Scott and Courtney talking about Travis. We had uh, Scott's dating history being brought up. What was the one thing that you thought was like, oh, wow, I, I, I didn't see that coming? You know, I have a soft spot for Scott and Courtney. I know they're both in their own very public relationships over the top, mm-hmm. et cetera. But I don't know. They're sort of like end game for me. I want them to work it out and be happy, have their cute <laughs> really? kids. Yeah. And he said, or he was, he was asked, well, if you were sober, do you think you guys would have made it work? And they both actually said yes. And I was like, oh, like, mm, can, can they just, you yeah. know, maybe in 10 years, I don't know. She'll, she'll have like 10 kids with um, Travis by that time. But yeah, I would love to see that. And she's with Travis Barker. And when, uh, of course, Scott was asked about that relationship because Andy Cohen is going to ask those questions. He says, I think if you really love somebody, you want them to be happy no matter what. So I do give her a blessing to be happy. Um, and what did he have to say about his dating preferences, Charlotte? Because that was that was something I saw pop up. It's kind of funny. And I guess this is how people talk themselves into these <laughs> things, right? But he said that it's like, it's not like I go looking for these younger girls. I don't go looking for them. They just like, they come after me. And it must be because <laughs> I look so young. And it's just, it's really that, hilarious. But at least he's self-aware enough to say, that's what I'm telling myself. Okay, that is the most Lord Disick thing I have that's ever so heard. <laughs> <laughs> and we should state that he is currently 38 years old and dating Amelia Hamlin, who is 20. More on today's top stories and a chat with Theo Rossi coming up after the break. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
let's move into this last topic I have to touch on. Chloe talking about her appearance, right? Uh, so what did Chloe say about getting work done, Mel? Well, she said one nose job um, mm -hmm. and she said she had never been asked about that, which I don't know if that's entirely true. I think everyone's asked, you know, what I'm sure that's a joke, <laughs> right? She must be being facetious. Of course. People are asking. <laughs> and, and then she said, sure, she's had um, fillers, I think, or injections. Um, but she didn't respond well to Botox. Um, I, I don't know. So I guess she's sort of admitting it now. Um, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. she, she said she has not had a full face transplant or three of them or whatever it was. <laughs> um, well, yeah, people pointed out her changing appearances yeah. as they have with Kylie Jenner over the years who, you know, the, the comparison pictures. And I think it's less so of like, oh, my goodness, why'd you do that? As opposed to you guys put your whole world out there for everyone to consume. Why not put out you know, everything that you do to create this world, I guess. So I, it is cool to hear her talking about it because for whatever reason, the Kardashians do not talk about They're that stuff. They're not cool with drawing back the curtain on just everything, right? Like some of this mm -hmm. stuff is like proprietary information <laughs> for like, you have to sign an yeah. NDA to and get that. And she dropped the doctor name to Dr. Raj Kanodia. <laughs> so if you, if you like, if you like what's going on in, in the bridge area, you know, hit him up. <laughs> Uh, and then lastly, we got to talk about Kim, who is taking it way back to those Chris Humphrey days. She apologizes to Chris Humphreys. It's, you know, actually, this isn't totally shocking because she did apologize. You might remember she apologized to him. She made a big show of apologizing to him on the show. And I think oh, she maybe also I'm apologized to him in court. You remember that, like, she was pregnant with North, like, and Kanye was obviously the father. She'd already moved on. And the divorce was dragging out, dragging out. Oh, yes, and you're right. See? Yes. This is just jogging my memory. She made this, this big show of being like, you know, she wanted it done. And she wanted to convince the judge, basically, to kind of help her push it through. Mm -hmm. We are learning from the reunion special that she wanted to escape before they even tied the knot. She wanted to, to pull out. And yes. basically, Chris had kind of said, I can get a car and just you can just drive drive off. Like, we'll have you just hidden away somewhere. Yes. Now, Chris Jenner, not Chris Humphrey. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. like, so mom, mom came in and was like, point, yeah. look, we don't have to do this. Right. We don't have Run to away do this. Exactly. Yeah. Her quote, I was so nervous to break up with someone. I handled it totally the wrong way, she shared. I fully broke up with him in the worst way and I couldn't. I just didn't know how to deal. I learned so much from it. And it was the cameras, the pressure of the cameras at that time that had her kind of like go through with it. I, I mean, she just seems like a completely uh, different woman in her own right these days. She wouldn't, she would not do well, she that. She sounds more self-possessed now that she could mm -hmm. like make the call. Like I'm not doing this, but she, at the time, you know, she was still sort of up and comer. It wasn't until like, you know, later, you remember she didn't used to get invited to the Met Gala and stuff like that. She was like persona non grata in certain, in certain circles, you know what I mean? But like, and so she, she wanted that kind of attention. She wanted the fanfare. She had three wedding gowns for this thing. It was like a very fancy wedding. And she was basically afraid that she'd, you know, be in deep with people if she pulled out before the wedding happened. Guys, thank you so much for going through all of that. It's just so much out there right now. I needed you. <laughs> Thanks, Janine. 
Dr. Theo Rossi is a native New Yorker, best known for his roles in Sounds of Anarchy and Luke Cage. But now he is starring in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead on Netflix. And the zombies in this show want no part of him. Okay. But off screen, Rossi is a proud and outspoken vegan. Yes. An action thriller, tough guy, vegan. And we're going to get into that big lifestyle change for him and, and why he finds it so important. So without further ado, hi, Theo. Thanks for hi, joining me. Are you? Thank you so much. No problem. So, so tell me a little, let's, let's talk zombies first. Sure. <laughs> uh, Ar- Army of the Dead, explain your character to me and what, ki- what type of zombies are we dealing with? Zombies like nobody's ever seen, right? Zach has created a world of these uh, alphas and shamblers and all these different types and that they just move quicker. They think different. They're not that slow moving like zombie that we've all become accustomed to. This is a okay. This is athletic, like highly athletic, highly dangerous zombies. Um, my character, Burke Cummings, is a... Uh, no, he's the worst of the worst. I mean, he is truly like, you know, he's that guy. He's the one that we all know, that abuse of power, just the bad guy. He's just like, uh, he's, he's overcompensating. He's nasty. <laughs> he's, you know, I just say- We all know that guy. We know that guy. <laughs> he's got the yellow car and the true religion genes and no offense to anybody else, but he's that guy. Nice, nice. And I love how you describe like those old, like 90s, early 2000s zombies that were just so slow. So and now, slow. And now just run away. Have... Just run away. It's like just Jason. When we were, you know, Jason and Michael Myers, just run away. <laughs> Don't engage. Um, so, so if there was a zombie apocalypse, um, if it were to happen, what would be your plan of survival? Did you pick up any tips from Bert? I'm always ready. I actually have a samurai sword right next to me. Um, and I'm, I'm in the process of moving. I'm always ready. Uh, I'm about to move to a ranch, so I'm going to be even more ready. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, if you believe certain things and you're from New York, I'm always, I've been ready for a zombie apocalypse in one way or another. It might not be zombies, but I've been ready for some kind of apocalypse forever. You know, um, I'm prepared because I'm aware. It's like, I teach my two young sons all the time. I say, be aware of everything. And I think that awareness is very helpful in the zombie world. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about your awareness in another sense. You're vegan Mm -hmm. and uh, you're not like when I think of the poster child for for veganism, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're playing an action guy, like, and just men in general, you don't really hear a lot of men talking about, I remember watching this documentary, the game changers. And I don't know, did you hear about that? Yeah. And it was, yeah, yeah, it was so good. And I, my, my husband watched, and he's like a carnivore man, let me tell you. But like, it got us to doing meatless Mondays. And like, you know, it it started to like kind of shake off um, some of the the thinking around that. Uh, So so tell me about your journey to veganism. I have a certain connection to animals. So that's number one that, you know, they've they've played such a large part in my journey up until this point. And I'm sure it will continue till I'm not here anymore. Um, I have nothing against the thing of eating meat. My wife eats meat. Like it is what it is. My whole thing is life is hard enough, right? I try not to make it harder. So for me, I, I've did some digging into the process that goes into meat and and the whole thing. And it didn't Mm -hmm. agree with me. Mm -hmm. My way is not necessarily the way of anyone else, right? Someone would go, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're this. And this is why I don't, I've been saying this a lot. I don't give opinions 
because opinions give you adversaries. I just say yeah. what works for me. From my knowledge of trying things, and I started trying veganism when I was 97, in 1997. I was so, going to say, what? No, I know. <laughs> you look I, great. I look great. In 1997, when it wasn't fashionable and it wasn't cool, and we were doing tofu turkeys for Thanksgiving, and all you could really eat was pasta, I was <laughs> trying things because I was trying to see what works for me. Being a vegan works for me. That was Army of the Dead star Theo Rossi. For more on him, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. A big pop culture battle when I was a teen was Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. The two boy bands dominated the early 2000s, and you had to pick one and throw down the gauntlet. It was Backstreet Boys for me, but I secretly loved NSYNC too. Well, we're getting the mashup we never thought we'd see. Last Friday, a few members from the two beloved boy bands came together. Backsync is in the building. AJ McLean and Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys and Joy Fatone and Lance Bass of NSYNC performed at the Grove in Los Angeles. Listen to them singing Bye Bye Bye. Of course, the crowd went wild. I'm expecting the official Backsync tour announcement any day now. Talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 